Yeah. All right. Seeger. Seeger. Glitz and Glamour. King of ca- classic rock. The king of classic rock, Absolutely. Bob Seeger. He plays a concert. No pyro in Hollywood. It's no, just Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's just You're him. Right. Just him in the band. Yeah. Amazing. Minimalist. Minimalist Bob Seeger. Minimalist. Unlike this podcast, which is totally maximalist. I mean, we yeah. go for it. This is yeah. entertainment, entertainment. Entertainment. We're, we're entertainment maxing. Okay? It's an entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. We were doing a little Bob Seeger Hollywood Nights to start off because... We watched a little bit of the Oscars, not yeah, to brag. It's, it's the day after the Oscars, <laughs> Monday uh, Monday night after the Oscars. We, we caught some of it before I had to go to work. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we thought one interesting thing, thing happened. We did, and apparently the rest of the world did. The only interesting thing that happened was uh, the hero, the sassy Hugh Grant, giving it to plus-side supermodel Ashley... What's her name? Ashley Sorry. Graham. Ashley Graham. Ashley Amazing. Graham. It Ashley- was a- it was a great interview. Maybe the best red carpet moment since uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone on acid in dresses. Definitely. Definitely. It could be, you know, in, in my opinion. Could since, be. since the Joan Rivers red carpet era in general, probably. Yeah, yeah. that's very, yeah, that's a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah a better way to put it. I think it was the same era. I think Joan Rivers um, interviewed. Yeah, I think she did at that um, point. But, you know, I just think in, in general, you know, what has happened on the red carpet since... She was doing it. Nothing. Yeah. You know, nothing. I, you know, I'm sure there's been something that we're missing, but nothing. No, because it's positive vibes only in Hollywood, you know, like it that. Is, yeah. So, Joan, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I'm trying to think, like, because especially since 2020, it has been positive vibes. We're here to save the world. Right. I'm like, there had to have been something in, like, 2015, 2014-ish, like, end of Obama era, Maybe. pre-Me Too pre-Trump, but, but hey, nothing off the top of my head. Nothing off the top of my head. No, so to me, Hugh, Hugh Grant just negging Ashley Graham. Just being a snob, and I fucking loved it. Goddamn hero, <laughs> yeah, okay? It was, it was good. Goddamn hero. The girl did not know the context that he was referring to when he said Vanity Fair. She thought <laughs> she thought he was referring to the, uh, the Oscar party thrown by the magazine Vanity Fair, which, to be fair enough, that is, like, associated with the Oscars. Like, Vanity Fair did start that. They had the Oscar issue. Like, but in the context that he was talking about, he clearly was not referring to the party. He was referring to, like, the phrase, the novel, the frivolity of the event, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, to her credit, I think I would have mixed that up as well. I would have, you know, I would have probably just gotten as negged by by uh, Hugh Grant, Hollywood heartthrob Hugh Grant would have, like, he would have gotten to me. Yeah, I don't know. But I also think that if it was a comedian, if a comedian had been hosting uh, or, or giving this interview with Hugh Grant, they would have been able to play off the energy a little better instead of robotic plus-size model. Like, why the <laughs> fuck is she hosting? Like, she doesn't need to be doing that. They should give it to somebody who actually has experience, like, improvising and, like, you know, relating off people's energy and not... Let's be honest. She is the moment. She is giving. <laughs> yeah. And and that's why she's there. She so. was... Yeah, she was wearing revealing clothing. That's important for Hollywood. Yeah. She is... She does check diversity box because she's technically plus size, even though... I, I I mean, I'm sorry. How is she plus size? Like she looks. I think I'm the same size as her, and I don't consider myself plus size. Like yeah, no, she I, doesn't. I, I you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would never. If you just saw her, you wouldn't think plus size model. No, you, you know, wouldn't you, like, you wouldn't be like. You wouldn't be like. Look at this fat model. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not what you would think. Not no. not what I think anyway. 
No, she just looks like a model. Um, yeah. Very confusing, but good for everyone for accepting fat Ashley Graham. We're getting canceled. Um, but, <laughs> well, that's anyway. what, we're also, but we're also saying, we're saying she's not fat. No, I mean, she's That's not what we're all. saying. We're no. saying she's not fat. No, she's uh, not fat at all. Um, but it was great. I loved Asshole, Hugh Grant. It was good television. Yeah, you know, it begs, it's like, you know, I, I, think, I do think kind of, you know, well, you need more of that. Yes. I do want to say I need more of that on the red carpet. At the same time, I'm like, you know, if, if that's the energy you're bringing to the Oscars, I think you probably just shouldn't go. You know, like, it's just, why are you, even, why are you doing this to yourself, Hugh Grant? Like, if you're that upset about it. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I, I, that's, why I, that's why I preluded it with, like, there does need to be more of that. Yeah. We do need to see. We do need to see more moments like that. More celebrities who don't give a fuck and they don't have to be like, thank you so much. No, you look great. More, no, you look great. No, you yeah, look great. More, more than the girl totally fake crying when the Goonies guy won the Oscar. Total yes. fake cry. I want to call that out. I saw people saying it was a great moment. It was not. It was fake. And I saw right through it and it annoyed me. There you go, Justin. So, you heard yeah. me here first on Entertainment Entertainment. Yeah. Justin is annoyed. I am annoyed by the fake cry from the girl who gave the award to the Goonies guy. Stop it, you actresses. Stop yeah. crying. We yeah. know. We yeah. know. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, what do you think of... Yeah, come on. Yeah, but I, I loved his attitude. I wish more I wish more uh, elder actors would, would kind of give it to these uh, positive vibes only. You know, do a little nagging on the red carpet. Yeah, it makes you, it yeah. interesting. Everyone bring out your inner Lydia Tarr. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Graham on the red yeah. carpet. We when you see Hugh Tar out there. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Tar. Okay. I yeah. like it. I like it. Uh yeah, I you know, it, that's you know, what we didn't really see anything else. Uh, you know, no, we was, stopped we stopped watching it after Best Supporting Actor, which I think every time I've ever watched the Oscars, I'm pretty much that's my that's my if I watch the red carpet, yeah. I'm done by the time they get to Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah, like, I've had they it. They always do those early, right? They always like yeah. they pretty much always do those in the first like half hour, the yeah. supporting actor and actress award. What about the monologue? We didn't talk about the monologue. What do you think of the monologue? Jimmy Kimmel's monologue. Uh, well, I don't want to, you know. All right. Uh, I think I had a little too much preconceived I don't like Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. on the mind. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. know think I was giving it as fair of a shake. I did like the dance off instead of the music out bit. And I think mm-hmm. they should, like, I think the Oscars should do that. Yeah. Instead of like the, playing the music off, they should just have a group of Bollywood guys come out and like angrily dance around. You know, at Kate Winslet, whoever wins the next Oscar. Yeah. Um, you know, he did. Uh, he was just weird. It's just you know, it's just it's just butter. It's just butter on bread. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I think it went too long too. It was like really long. Yeah. And then I just think the fact that you had to, he had to like kind of jokingly tell celebrities how to behave. It was like really embarrassing yeah. for the state of Hollywood. Like, if you have to tell celebrities, you know, like, rem- do, do they always remind them about not going long? Or was that like a new... Because it just felt the, very... Um, yeah, because that's, no, that's a good point you had, too, where it was long. Where it's like, you're talking about how long the show is. How about we cut the cut, mo- cut the monologue a little bit, trim jokes. some of the fat out of this. I thought uh, he got flustered, too, because some of his jokes were, like, really bombing. And I felt him get a little tight. Like, he mm, got a little tight. Wow, yeah, um, okay. I forget what joke it was. It was, like, very... I think it was about women or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But I do feel like he bombed. A few of his jokes were not landing and he got a little tight, which was kind of interesting. It's, that's interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I mean, we talked about Jimmy Kimmel, too. How it's like, it is just like, dude, you're you were the man show guy. Like, I don't want to do the same Jimmy Kimmel conversation we had, like, yeah. you know, I think last week or the week before. We've, but Yeah, we've gone there. Yeah, it's, you know, he should have just come out and make girls jump on trampolines. That would have been a more interesting oh, monologue. God, please. Yeah. 
bring bring back glamour. Bring back girls on trampolines, Hollywood, please. <laughs> Let's bring back some glamour. But uh, whatever. It was fine. It was the Oscars. There was no slap. But... It was everything, everywhere, all at once is night. It was their night. <laughs> yeah. They won it all. A lot of journey acceptance speeches. Everyone has to tell their journey. Everyone had a journey. Which, which look, you know. I respect. That is. Yeah. But for every fucking speech now, we have to hear people's journey. And that, it's a lot. It's just yeah, a lot. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm being, yeah. Again, we're being canceled. But no one's listening except for two people. I think we've had two. Literally, it's like we listen to our podcast and like two other people. So those two people. Shout out. Shout yeah. out to you. Thank you so much. One of you's in Canada and one's a young 20-something. So if you're listening, we, again, we really appreciate and it. apologies if we just got too personal. And, <laughs> yeah. now, you're, and now you're out. But now shout Shout out to our listeners. Yes. Uh, all two of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it was, you know, we, we didn't even really, we watched the red carpet in like 20 minutes of the show. I, yeah. I guess, so I guess that's really, it's kind of all we got there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, go everyone. Hollywood's back. Brendan Fraser is back. Oh my god! Uh, the whale. I didn't see it, but I bet it's okay. But also, he's been back for like three years now because of all the publicity leading up to this. I'm like, who? Who's not sick of heavy bread and fravor at this point? I'm sorry. It's like I feel like I'm like okay. That's I feel like I feel like they the Oscars because of last year they really were promoting. Was it just me? I feel like they were promoting this Oscars. Oh for, yeah. Since the slap, it's been yeah. like promoting the next next Oscars. And yeah, and then okay, or here's the thing I have about the monologue. He's making it, all these Will Smith jokes, and that's the best thing that's ever. Like Will Smith slapping Chris yeah. Rock is the best thing that's happened at the Oscars ever. Yeah, it's the only interesting thing that ever happened. What's better than that, Roberto Benigni? running on the chairs no. who gives a shit about that yeah give me will smith doing like a full-on pro wrestling four finger slap to chris rock's face and then screaming his head off like a lunatic in the crowd yeah and then they were like because like i think jimmy kimmel made the joke where he was like oh yeah you know like you guys in the crowd don't do anything and then we'll just give them an oscar again it's like yeah you know what he did deserve that oscar we're gonna take will smith's oscar away now <laughs> For King Richard, that's what we're going to do. For making the Oscars relevant? For making the Oscars, yeah. The only reason anyone's watching this right now is because last year... Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Chris Rock made a ton of money yeah. on tour. Everyone watched his Netflix Everyone watched special. his special. Everyone. Everyone went and saw him on tour. Yeah. He came out like a bandit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm team Will Smith. <laughs> I am team smack the Oscars host in the face. Yeah. Ev- every year. Yeah. Someone should have, yeah. I really wish someone would have balled a fist up and punched Jimmy Kimmel in the stomach. Seriously. Just, yeah, and just yeah. like keeled that. Guillermo del Toro, what were you doing? Yeah. Come on, get yeah, out come there. Come on, Guillermo del Toro. And then he's like going on about, we need to save animation. It's movies. It's like, it's no animation's going nowhere, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Animation's yeah. doing fine. Animation's doing fine because adults still want to be children. Obviously, Marvel Universe movies. Yeah, So they're, 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 they're definitely going to watch the animated movies. Adults, I think more adults fucking watch it. Every adult I know is like, have you seen the new Pixar movie? It's Everyone, like, yeah, it's only it's it's only thirty year olds now that watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, Hollywood needs to get a grip. I think that's where I am. Or a fist. No. Yeah, or, or you know Will Smith <laughs> needs to show up and just start beating people up again. How did they not do like a mock? Just I, if if I was like writing for the Oscars, or whatever, I would just have like uh yeah, I would just have yeah. like a pro like I would just have Jimmy Kimmel just everyone come up and punch him, and then it would just be like you know what I mean? Like how did they not just yeah, have Jimmy Kimmel you know, get, hit, do that get, three times? You yeah, hit that three times. Come on, you could have got. Gotten, you know, Mark Wahlberg in on it or, or Matt Damon, one of those 
boys could have yeah, done one it. Of the you boys. Know, get one of the boys back out there and, <laughs> yeah. you know, have a good time with it. Would have loosened up the crowd. Yeah, instead yeah. of, a, you know, in, instead of, a, you know, shitting on Will Smith and shitting on Pauly Shore. Are we serious? Ooh, not cool. Not yeah, you're cool. right. Not, not cool. cool. Come on. Also, and like you said, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last night. Like you said, Pauly Shore is doing fine. Yeah, Pauly Shore is just like inviting young 20-somethings to the comedy store to have sex with them. He's killing it. <laughs> He's fucking killing it. So it doesn't matter. But no. I'm also like, we really need to drag Pauly Shore tonight. Yeah. You, you punching down assholes. The Pauly uh, yeah. Shore joke was like the G.I. Jane joke, joke and should have been the, the moment where Brendan Fraser got up and was like, keep my co-star's yeah, name yeah, out of your fucking That's who should have been. Brendan Fraser should have ran up. That, that right? could have been the bit. That yeah. could have been the bit. They I do know. the callback right there. God, Justin. Here we are. Yeah, we should have written the Oscars. Here we are writing it better than yeah, whoever yeah. fucking, I don't even know, who, who writes for these Oscars? Like, well, I what? guess I'm sure, I guess I wonder if, you know, I wonder if the host brings their own team or if, you know, well, you know. Probably. No. Oh, yeah, they probably, probably, you know, Scaremo was there. You know, Guillermo Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Scaremo, yeah. uh, friend. God, um, want to be Chewy from Chelsea Lately, that's all I'm going to say. Mm, no. I think it's, <laughs> it's I kind of think it's the other way around. Sorry, Chewy. I, I think it's the other way around. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah, okay, no, okay, yeah. Guillermo's been, enough. he's been around forever. Guillermo's, okay. Guillermo's an OG. Guillermo's okay, okay. an OG. Fair enough. Gotta give it up to Guillermo. No disrespect to Guillermo, but, yeah. No, no, it's just no disrespect to Chewy either. But, right. But I, but I think, I think Guillermo's first. Okay. I, I do think fair Guillermo's enough. first. Could be wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. We've been wrong before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, so I guess that's, you know, do you have anything else to say about the Oscars? Is that kind of our, uh... I don't think so. I think that was it, yeah. Um, we missed Lady Gaga's, like, no makeup moment, but, um... Oh, yeah, we just saw, yeah. I think I'm fine with that, because wasn't that the entire movie of Star is Born? She looked, like, normal or whatever? I mean, it's like, so what? I, I mean, yeah, I, you know. Also, I, no makeup is never no makeup. Like, there's makeup. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there was... there. So, yeah, no, yeah. There crazy was, There Lady was some Gaga. blush. There was some, you know, some, some, some bronzer. Yeah, some under eye, like some it's not. Stuff, yeah. She's not that crazy or that uh, that brave. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was fun. I, I I love Hugh Grant, so I was I was that was a great television to watch. So I appreciate that. Yeah, Hugh and, Grant looks great. I think he's like because he's got to be like I was like I was like I hope I age like Hugh Grant. That was my thought when yeah. watching the interview. I was like I hope I look like Hugh Grant when I'm seventy. However old he is. He does look good. Like I said, I do, I do have like a weird crush on him in that movie, Notting, Notting Hill. I don't know why it really does it for me in that movie, but um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're like, like I said. I'm sure there's a ton of women in complete agreement with yeah, you. Yeah, there are on, there on, are. on Notting Hill. I've, I've Hugh met Grant. them. I've met them, and uh, at the ladies at the ladies, <laughs> we want to fuck Hugh Grant meetings. <laughs> We've had them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 it used to be monthly, but um, now now it's COVID. Now, now yeah, COVID shut COVID down. Really yeah, shut now down, now Hugh Grant's just a sassy old man. So sassy. Yeah. Uh, then you know a great night for Hollywood. Hollywood and a great back. night for all. Hollywood's back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess they did spare. It did seem like we're at least no longer doing uh, presenters telling the other actors, you know, what they learned from them. So that's good. Yeah. Well, we didn't really watch it, so I bet that was in there a little bit. A little like I bit. bet Laura Dern was in there somewhere. Just a little like- bit. They were at least back to just doing bad jokes. Like The Rock had to do a bad joke at the beginning, and yeah. then and the girl was like, "No selling it, selling it, no selling it, no selling it." I, Emily I forget. Blunt. Um, that's who he was with. Emily Blunt. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be charismatic next to The Rock in a in a rosé colored tuxedo. Bright rosé. I mean, Look at I, The Rock. He looked amazing. Look at The Rock. Rock looked great. He looked amazing, Justin. You should yeah. be proud of your Rock standness because he. Did look amazing. The Rock looks great. He's yeah. got style. Yeah. The Rock's got style. He's got the XFL going. 
Let's go rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. On that note, speaking of Hollywood, speaking yeah. of, um, we're going to do a little one of our celebrity Instagram segments where we both pick uh, the darkest thing we've seen on uh, Instagram from celebrities this week. And Justin, you selected an amazing choice. Amazing choice. Yeah. I, I, I you know, because I, I, I was like, what? how am I doing this? Am I, you know, so I just started looking up celebrities. First, who came to mind first? Jerry Seinfeld. Nice. Gotta see what Jerry Seinfeld's got going on. What he has going on oh. is he has collaborated with the closing company Kith uh, to do a, a you know SUNY College University of New York. Is that what it stands for? It's CUNY. C- CUNY. Yeah. Yeah. A City C- University of New York. City yeah. University of New York. CUNY. He. This is like in benefit for them, like a Queens College clothing line. Yeah. And he's just he looks like a little boy in like little Zoomer boy clothes. Uh, he looks like he's dressed like he's Mac Miller. That's my, yeah. That was my first thought. I was like, why is Jerry Seinfeld dressing like Mac Miller? And he's just kind of like, like it's a, it's a Mac Miller Pete Davidson, and mm-hmm. he's got like his like arms crossed, and his bowl just was like prominently dis- on display in mm-hmm. multiple pictures, which I thought was very weird. His yeah. like weird tiny old man bulge. Uh, that was that's what that's what I found out. That's what's going on with Jerry Seinfeld. He's it's got dark. yeah yeah, and and, he, and in the caption he was just like shooting this with my two friends was just so fun. I forget what the two guys' names were. He's so he's funny. A, he's so funny, Jerry Seinfeld. And I'm Hilarious. someone and I'm someone who does. You will back me up here. I'm someone who defends Seinfeld mm-hmm. both as both as a comedian and both as in in the show Seinfeld. A lot of people like like to give all of the credit to Larry David. And I'm like not so fast. <laughs> Not so fast. Jerry Seinfeld is vital to the show. He's very funny on that show. You always say that anytime Seinfeld's on. I will always defend defend. against anyone who wants to just give Larry David all the credit mindlessly (laughs) and not think about anything. And I think you didn't watch the show. If that's what you want to do... Because Jerry was great and, and necessary, and necessary, and his voice shined through it. Uh, but his his he's just he's he's a weird old man at this point. Rich he's old like man. he's a rich. Maybe that's a better way. Yeah, yeah, better phrase. Rich old man. Yeah. Who is really? I don't think he's handling his aging well. Just from this shoot alone, I'm like, I don't think he. You know, can can come to terms with the fact that he's in his sixties at this point. You know, it was dark. I mean, I feel like in some of the photos he looked like Bobby. He was trying to do like a Bobby Cannavale look. And some <laughs> yeah, that. wow, very and, Bobby Cannavale. You know, and yeah. one of them he looked like Joe Coy. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, like wow. in, in another, like he does. Yeah, it looks like he's doing like a DJ. Like if he if Jerry Seinfeld was a uh, like an in, like a a, D, a house music DJ in some yeah. of the photos, but then the backdrop was in this like kind of academic library for some reason so there's like this huge contrast between like these kind of like street a designer street clothes for a city college okay yeah, yeah. that he's wearing and this like academic <clears throat> library setting and it just seems like um no one's giving seinfeld attention <laughs> like, no yeah i mean have, some yeah it's like have the 17 year old blondes stopped fucking him as it as, it, <laughs> oh, as, yeah. it, as the train of 17 year old blondes run out for Jerry know. Seinfeld at this age, and now he's in an all gray sweatsuit on Instagram. I think his wife was what? Didn't he well, he's like, yeah, he's married. Now, okay, so, yeah, 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 he's he's Jessica, but, Jessica Seinfeld. I think is her uh, name. Yeah, yeah, she's like very. I mean, he's probably yeah. She's like very into vegan food. You know, it's like you know, he's he needs to put on a uh, a Keef. Uh, DJ outfit every uh, now and again to get the attention he's not getting from his get the blood wife, pumping yeah you know? get the get the blood the juices going with Jerry yeah. again yeah uh, it's just interesting when comedians do things that you would think a comedian would make fun of I think yeah. that's always interesting it's yeah. like yeah. how 
how are you so far removed from maybe being around other comedians that you think this is permissible or just like completely I don't know how do you have no sense of humor about this yeah no and he totally did the thing too where he was like this is in partnership with my college yeah like like that that was his justification for it but it's like no you just think you look awesome and hot you're pouting like Chloe Sevigny (laughs) in a CUNY sweatshirt Chloe Sevigny and yeah and like kind of these like western patterned pants and like you know kind of those everyone's kind of wears like white white sneakers now white sneakers it's it was insane he does look like a DJ he looked like a DJ in a library for some reason why is this DJ in a library I'm so confused Yeah. yeah Yeah, so that was, yeah. It was like, that would have been an episode of Seinfeld. Like, the comedian did a fundraiser, and then, like, something, you know what I mean? His character on Seinfeld would have been, like, they did an episode of that on Seinfeld where he had to model this puffy shirt, and he didn't want to do it. Yeah. But now he's just freely doing it and posting it on his Instagram. Yeah, you know, it like, is dark. Yeah. It's very, very dark. Yeah. Um, but he did. Speaking of a DJ, he looked like my celebrity Instagram pick, which is Samantha Ronson, because. I, I mean, the era where Samantha Ronson, I think it was like 2006, I don't know, where she was dating Lindsay Lohan. That was like one of my favorite eras of pop culture. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> really enjoyed looking at the Perez Hilton blog to catch up on their dramatic relationship. Wow, yeah, it this was is like, probably like peak Perez Hilton yeah, at oh, this point. Yeah, big time. And like, they were all over it. And it was like, it was also like, Lindsay had just gotten out of rehab. And it was like, they were telling the story that like, Samantha mm. was the only one who visited her there. Yeah, and then okay. they like, got together. And plus, you know, Lindsay had only dated like, Wilmer Valderrama and like, other men. So it was like, here she was like, peak fame, dating a woman. It was like, crazy, yeah, okay. you know? Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, I, you know, kind of remember this. From yeah, the and yeah. Samantha Ronson just wore those, she had that style where she'd wear those, like, fedoras, and then she would wear, like, skinny jeans and, like, kind of, like, combat boots open, you know, it was, like, yeah, very, wow. she had such a distinct style, so I don't know, I've always been kind of, like, clocking Samantha Ronson, not to be creepy, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I looked, I looked at her Instagram the other day, and there's just these videos of her unboxing, like, vintage Nike Jordan Jordans sneakers, that yeah. she mm-hmm. buys. But for me, it was dark because I've never seen someone so kind of dispassionately describe something or, or present something that they're, quote unquote, presenting also as something they're obsessed with. You know what I mean? Like, she was just like, okay, guys, here I am. I'm going to, like, unbox these. These sneakers are such fire. I can't wait to show you these dope sneakers. She, and she kept being like, them. yeah, and she kept being like, you see this price tag, it's twenty nine ninety nine. That's definitely not what I pay for these. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got them from StockX. You know how much I pay for these? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh god, I love this price tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah, don't you love this? Smells like mildew, but I paid like a lot of money for these. <laughs> Anyways, my my son's asking me why I haven't taken my because I just wanted to do this video and show you these in crisp. Yeah. Crisp, pristine. They're so dope. Look at that. Look at the back of the sneakers. So fire. And you're like, wow, to be rich your whole life, you clearly lose a little bit of that like Christmas joy what? in opening something. Yeah, a little, yeah. <laughs> you're like, was, oh my God. Was she like a rich kid or what is, because I really um, don't know her story so at all. So she, her mom was like a, one of those like, maybe like lower British socialites. I forget her name, but, and then she married the lead singer or the guitarist from Foreigner. And like they wrote, uh, her mom did, or she did. Sorry. Samantha Ronson did, or Samantha Ronson's mom did. Samantha Ronson's dad, I think is the the guitarist from Mm, Foreigner. Wow. Crazy. So, so that the mom was like a socialite kind of wannabe. So I think she, only because I'm reading this book about Vanity Fair in the nineties and they covered this. Um, and so Samantha Ronson's mother in like the nineties, like hired some public, 
publicist to like get her family's name in the papers and basically like just like one of the first like I'm going to promote my family to be famous. Wow. And okay. so that's kind of how like like her she, she would go to the mom would go to like parties and then like bring the kids. And, like, okay. So all of a sudden the kids would be in like the social pages of like Vanity Fair. And all right. So shit. she's like a celebrity kid and then she became a DJ. I yeah. Guess she got and, like, older. Her brother. Okay. Her brother's Mark Ronson who did um, Amy oh. Winehouse's albums. He, uh, he, oh, is he, he produced, like a music producer? Okay. Oh yeah. He produced Back okay. to Black. I mean wow. he was like yeah, a huge okay. part of it. I think why that so it's like an, I mean like yeah it's, and then the other sister is famous like a, music family famous music family yeah. yeah and then so and then Samantha Ronson became like a DJ wow. so yeah they're kind of like but so wow. she's been famous for since Forever. she was a kid yeah, and okay. her family is obviously wealthy and then also I feel like in both of these like unboxing videos she's basically in like one apartment is like you can see the outdoor space in New York and the other apartment <laughs> you can see like the outdoor space outdoor space in LA so it's basically yeah it's like Samantha Ronson bi-coastal yeah. unboxing Jordan's, Jordan's video dispassionately you know yeah, um, and I was like Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, yeah, no. Like you said, the dispassionately part. It is like it's like. Does she collect Jordans, or what? <laughs> yeah. What is what's happening here? Yeah, like, I, yeah. Well, you know, I can't. That's what I was like. If I was like rich, I'm like what? Because I feel like if I was like the only things I want money for money is like you know we live in New York. We have to use laundry mats. We drop off our laundry. Okay, we're at that stage in our lives that's where the we. Splurge. We splurge. We we do yeah. the drop off service, but it would be nice one day to not have to go to a laundromat to do our laundry. I would like that. No, and that's t- like the biggest luxury, <laughs> and you know. have no idea until you like live in a New York City apartment and don't have a washer dryer. Yeah. Like God, not complaining. Um, I'm not complaining. Not complaining but I'm like part of part of the deal. But I'm like, but. okay, if I had money, like that would be key. I'd want that, and like maybe a little more space. But that's about it. Like otherwise, I don't like covet, you know, like material things. So I was like, okay, if I had money. What would I dispassionately collect and like show off on my Instagram? Yeah. And the only thing I could think of was like, because the only thing I buy is like, I like like cute Etsy jewelry, like Ooh, whatever I buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I think I would just have like an indoor swimming pool filled with fucking cheap Etsy jewelry. And That's I just, a pretty good I would just do like yeah. laps in my fucking, I would just dump the cheap jewelry. Because I guess you you have to lean into it at that point. You know what I mean? If you're really going and and you're going to be broadcasting it, you really got to lean into the uh, uh, gluttony of your your My Etsy indoor pool, you know? And I was like, oh, I just got these cute white um, enamel heart earrings. And I would just dive in and just do like Scrooge McDuck laps in my Etsy indoor pool, you know? And just be like, oh, it feels so good. Like, all this jewelry is made in China. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, that would, I would enjoy that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you. What would you dispassionately collect if you were, if you had all the money in the world? I mean, I collect trading cards. You are in my real life. You are a collector, as it is anyway. But <laughs> I would, I would, you know, if I had money, money, I'd buy like some real expensive cards. LeBron James, two thousand three Topps Chrome <laughs> Refractor. That's where I would go with <laughs> oh, it first. Okay. Uh, it's like a couple Tom Brady cards. I'd probably pick up. Uh, you, you have know. like an actual hobby, yeah. That's cool. But I guess, yeah. I guess if I'm going like full celebrity gluttony to like show off on your Instagram that, like, like, I, I, like I really don't even care about yeah. you know I guess I could also could could just go the douchey watch route where you just <laughs> yeah, get like rich definitely a lane yeah like yeah just yeah just get you know watches and it's you know yeah that's the yeah watches funny and, if it wasn't even like Rolex you just got swatch watches you know like pick a Rolex yeah if I, if I, no if I just collect low end watches if I become a if I just become I collect every low end watch there is you're like the non Rolex guy you're yeah like, this yeah. is a cool Bulova watch I just got not yeah. a brag you know? and, yeah and I guess and I could do it in the in the John Merway where I just don't talk about it 
I mean, he talks about his watch collection all the time. <laughs> yeah. But where I just I just make videos and I'm constantly in a different expensive watch. I guess I guess maybe I would. Do, that's boring though. No, it's not. I'm throwing uh, this question man, at you. What would I do? No. You know, I'm looking at our bongs. I'm like, maybe I'll get into like some really nice smoke smokeware. You know, could do like a Seth Rogen. Yeah, like, you know, I could follow. Weed yeah, stuff. yeah, follow the Seth Rogen model and just yeah. get into like you know like custom weed stuff. Could do that. Um, you could do like a celebrity, like tequila brand. You love your tequila, you know. I do love my do. tequila. Yeah, you know, I get into, get into booze. You know, I can get into, you know, you know, I would, you know, I, I, you know, well, you know, if we're talking money, money, you know, maybe I would have like a little movie theater in my house, and you know, have like a little Aww. like like a theater. You know what I mean? I Show that good. off. Yeah, or you could do like a yeah, I don't know. But I guess um, you know, my real thing would be just high end trading cards that I would be <laughs> showing off. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, speaking of other things we love. Yeah, all right. Okay. So I recently... So you're a Macklemore fan, and it's something that I've just never really understood. Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. And uh, recently I saw like my YouTube algorithm recommended Macklemore on some late night talk show. Well, he's got, yeah, because he, he just released a new album, so he's making the rounds. And he had, like, yeah. he had a John Waters mustache on, and I just was like, Justin, please tell me <laughs> why you like Macklemore. Please state your case. All right. Macklemore. I, all right, first, all right. First, first and foremost, with Macklemore, you know his music. His music's just fun. Okay. He just makes some fun music, and you just want to, you know, he, he's he's got a great ear for production. Is his okay. beats always sound great? Um, you know, I like. He leans into his cheese. You know what I mean? He leans into his corniness and cheesiness, which I like. He's just unpo- unapologetic about it. Okay. Uh, I thought his new album was great. I listened to it this week. Great stuff. Okay. Loved it. Really? Yeah. Thought it was, yeah, just as good as his, like, first album. Well, sec- technically second album, but the first one that blew up with, like, Thrift Shop and stuff. I'm like, Macklemore's back. Interesting. With Ben. I loved it. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, I think it's really, you know, what else is there to say? I like Macklemore. And I think society <laughs> cast him aside uh, too quickly. I, I, mean, I think that he, is- he really, the rise and fall was way too fast. Okay. And I, I think he's got a unique sound. I like him. And he, his, all right, so he's got a song about baseball, which to me is the second best sports, song about sports of all time. What's the best? Warren Zevon hit somebody. Okay. Which, like, I, I, you know, makes me, like, it's like once every two or three years, I, like, am, like, really stoned on the subway, <laughs> and I put it on, because I'm like, oh, yeah, and I forget, like, it makes me cry all the time, and then I'm just, Aww. like, on the subway, like, Aww. when he scores that goal, Aww. when the hockey player scores that goal, it's a great, great, Yeah. So nothing can ever top that, but he's got a song, Macklemore song. Like, like I react to Warren Zevon hit somebody. Like, everyone reacted to the guy from the Goonies winning the Oscar last night, just <laughs> sobbing. That's what I do. Um, but he has, but Macklemore has a really good song about, you know, baseball and, like, you know, like, listening and watching baseball as a kid and, like, That's playing cool. it. Okay. It's very good. Uh, which he did as a tribute to the Seattle Mariners uh, radio broadcast guy who passed away and then when he passed away he wrote oh, this song okay. in tribute to him it's a really good song my oh my you gotta check it out gotta check it you out. gotta check it out my oh my by macklemore so good did, uh did he explain the mustache the john waters that's mustache? just him okay that's right. just him All that's right. just you know it's just ben okay that's just ben is he All going right? by ben now no, he goes by Macklemore still, okay. but his name, the, his new album was called Ben, which is his name. Okay. Uh, and, you know, so he did like the first couple songs are like, you know, just some kind of like fun, 
like like love song style and then he gets into like a part of the album where it's all like a throwback to like 90s like hip hop which is which like is, cool. which is good and then he ends with some like kind of more serious sad hmm. uh you know callbacks you know he relapsed during covid so you know, a lot of it was like about that and like yeah it was very good i liked it a lot i give it two thumbs up for ben i give ben by macklemore two thumbs up and i'm gonna continue to listen to it again that's exciting. And that's my that's my case. I think he's good. I, I that's okay. really that's that's what it boils down to. I just think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think society wanted to hate him. Mm-hmm. I think his light shines bright and society doesn't like that. Yeah. Uh and you know what he's a little corny, but you know what? Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. So that's no. my case for Macklemore. I like Macklemore. Why I'm pro Macklemore and why I will always be pro Macklemore. Well well said. Well Thank said. You. Thank respect- you. Okay, no, that's good. I can I can like Respect him a little more now. I thrift think. shop's yeah. a lot of fun. Just, we all like thrift shop. I didn't like thrift shop. I'm I sorry. can't believe that. I know. Please don't. Please don't. I can't believe that. Listen, that, that's just. I just never. That's why I asked. Like, I just. I just never got into it. Welcome I, in the club. Like, what up? I got a big cock. Nah, I'm just playing. All right, that's better when you do it. I like that. Like, you can pull. I'm just. I don't know. There's just. It's just not my thing. That's all. It's just not my thing. That's fine. Um, you know, it's but, fine. It's fine. But for but for me, I think you know, thrift shop's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, baseball song, My Oh My is great. Wait, what Can't do you, Hold Us is great. What do you think of um, Put Me In Coach, Credence sports song? It's all right. Okay. <laughs> no offense, Fogarty. I mean, you know, it would probably, you know, if I if, if I really went through and made a list of like, it would probably be like in the top five, top ten sports songs. It's no, good. right. I think you're right. It's good. It's good. Eh. It's, it's, eh. good. it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, don't wanna, I don't wanna shit on it and be like, yeah. I don't like it. Because like, yeah, I mean, I like Credence, I like John Fogarty. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fun song. It reminds you of summer. Uh, you know, you got to remind you of summer, <laughs> like you want to get out there on the diamond. Yeah. Uh, but I would put it definitely below hit somebody and my, oh my, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Pro Macklemore. Cause he's, he's, and he's a fellow fun. redhead. Is he a redhead? I think he's a redhead. I'm okay. pretty sure he is. Claim him. Claim him. I think, and I think he's a good representation for, for redhead. I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe he's not, maybe he's what considers himself blonde, but I, you know, I think he's a redhead. I think he is. I think he is like a strawberry, like a strawberry, yeah, blonde yeah, redhead, like yeah. in the same way you are. You're not like a copper. No, I'm not like a bright orange no. or yeah. I've got a little darker shade of red. But if you, you, know. if you were a girl, I would be like, I love your strawberry blonde hair. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely more of the strawberry blonde redhead. Wow. Well, thank for you. Sure. No. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for explaining Macklemore. That's to me. my that's my case to Macklemore, and I'm sticking to it. I like and it. and I'm excited for his next album. All right, me too. Whenever it comes. Me too, yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, so then the only thing that I could think, like, in the same way that I don't understand Macklemore, I asked you to give me an artist that I like that you don't understand, and you said Marianne Faithful. Which I feel bad. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe I just didn't give her enough of a chance. No. It was I only listened to her the one, it was like one yeah. song you showed me. It was a broken and English. I, and all I'll say was I just didn't get it. That's all I'll say was okay. I didn't get it. Yeah, I think that's... A, and I think... I was thinking about this, like, why Justin might not get Marion Faithful. Um, I think there's a bunch of reasons. One, I do think her... She, first of all, she is, like, an icon. I think maybe if you're not a Stones as big... You're more of a Beatles fan. She was a... Was she a Mick Jagger girlfriend? Yeah, okay. and she was kind of... Well, well not only that, but... So, so Marion Faithful... 
Um, she got her start. She was uh, she's from the UK. She was kind of like one one of those like lower aristocratic families. Mm. And then she um, she was gorgeous. And so it was that was when like rock and roll was taking off, like Stones were taking off, Beatles were taking off. And she it was like pop music was becoming so commercial. So it was like anybody who was like basically attractive and they could kind of sing. Let's get them out there. Let's so yeah, okay. she was kind of. Um, discovered at a party and uh mick jagger and uh i think mick jagger and keith richards wrote tears gone by like the like this manager i forget who it was was basically a right okay. mary and faithful song they wrote um tears gone by do you know that song it's like i don't i sit and watch as tears go by i think if you if i heard i bring you know maybe if, I, if i'm sure if i heard it I'll you would know it yeah. um anyway so that became a hit she became like a pop star but then she started to get more into like the whole like bohemian scene of the 60s the acid scene she started dating Mick Jagger and then when the uh the British police busted they did this whole drug raid on the stones like they they were oh, they wow. didn't like the stones they thought it was like they were in a corrupting they were corrupting the youth they're gonna bash these hippies exactly so yeah. they basically like totally planted they had like a rat to basically plant drugs or to kind of like okay um they knew they were going to be at this house taking drugs and so acid basically and uh so they they set this whole thing up and there was this big drug bust and when Mary and Faithful was there and she was like when the cops came in she was like wrapped she was she just took taking a bath and she's wrapped in a rug she was naked but the press okay. the press covered it like she had a Mars bar shoved up her pussy or something like, <laughs> oh I mean like God. they completely slut shamed her <laughs> yeah, and okay. drug shamed her okay. you know and like of course the stones got off they were fine but like it kind of the kind of solid like kind of soiled her reputation mm. as far as like a you know they wow, basically okay. slut and drug shamed her yeah, all right. and then she and Mick Jagger like they collaborated she wrote Sister Morphine that's okay. like a Stones song they collaborated on that I think Paint It Black that was like she, oh wow okay. so I think one of the reasons why you don't really she kind of has goth tendencies she's a little goth paint it black I mean, yeah. sister morphine she got into heroin so after she broke up with Mick Jagger because Mick Jagger she was doing way too much drugs for Mick Jagger like she got really into heroin wow okay yeah so he wrote I think I can't you can't always get what you want I think that's kind of a, kind of a about, bit about her. her yeah okay and um, so she got really into heroin she lived on the streets for years after Whoa, yeah, I think okay. she, she, after the 60s ended like you know uh, she got way into heroin, lived on the street, junkie, street junkie for years and years and years. Oh, wow. And then in the seventies, I think like post punk was starting, and uh, she got—I forget how she got involved—but they basically she got involved with a guy, and they made the album "Broken English," which is the song I showed you. So it kind of has that like disco beat intro, and then okay, yeah, <sighs> broken okay. English. I don't know. I love the song. I love. I think it's a great song. I was just, yeah, I was kind of shocked you didn't like it, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, I, you know, I, you know and I might, couldn't, maybe not, was not in the right mindset. Yeah. You know, that I, always happens. That's I okay. could have, you know, had some sand in my butt cheeks maybe but, that day and but, I took it out on Mary Faithful. No, no, no. But I think it was also, I was too emotionally invested in Mary Faithful at that time because I got, she was like one of my pandemic obsessions. Like I got really, like uh, even yeah. more into her over the pandemic because um, Courtney Love. Courtney Love makes playlists a lot, and she'll, like, post them on her Instagram, and it's kind of cool. Like, she'll make a playlist. Okay. And she put this Marian Faithful song, Times Square, on it, and I'd never listened to it. It's an amazing Marian Faithful song called Times Square. And, um... Anyway, I listened to it, and then it, it kind of, like, sent me on this, like, total Marian Faithful uh, black hole. And she did this one concert called Blazing Away, and it's, like, so goth. It's fucking amazing. I mean, she's wow, wearing a okay. cape. It's all black. It's, like, candlelit. Stevie Nicks, eat your heart out. Yeah, it's very Stevie Nicks. Thank you. Yeah, she's kind of got, like, a Stevie Nicks vibe. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. Because I, 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 I love Stevie Nicks. I, I, like, I love yeah. Stevie Nicks, so maybe I need to revisit Marian yeah, Faithful. I, I just think fine. I was probably not. I, was, I probably wasn't in the best, you know. Maybe it just wasn't in the best 
mood as far as receiving Marian Faithful went that day. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think she's, I mean, she's just kind of a weirdo. I think she's a, that's another thing I like about her. She just, like her latest album, I think she's just like reading uh, old English poetry. You know, like she's just kind of like a bohemian. I think she does have like a very bohemian spirit. And okay. she just kind of like... I, I do think I, I do think like if Courtney Love didn't focus so much on being like a celebrity, like she, I think Marion Faithful has like a bit of a Courtney Love vibe. Like I do think Courtney Love could could be could sing, could sing like Marion Faithful and like do Marion Faithful's. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, blah blah blah. I, I think she. Yeah, I just I really like her and uh, I like her story and I really. Like no, her I didn't music. know her story. That was interesting. Here, I did not know. I did not know her story. So now you know, I've got a new <laughs> respect for for Marion Faithful. Yeah, she almost died. I'm of all COVID. about respect. Um, oh, she did. She almost died of COVID, wow. but she survived it. So survivor, Marion yeah, Faithful. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I do think that was because I think I banned you from Marion Faithful when you said you didn't like broken English. I was like, I'm banning <laughs> you. I'm not. But um, Marion Faithful and Twin Peaks, two things I've been banned. Yeah, banned from. you fell asleep during Twin Peaks, and I was like, I'm never like, can't calm down, Caitlin. <laughs> Like it's okay. I was wasted. I was like, you're missing it. You're missing Twin Peaks. You ever watch it? We like wasted for dating. It was like a bottle and a half wine in. It was yeah. We were very young in our yeah. It was you know that was yeah that was that was yeah ten years ago. So but but I could see myself needing to revisit. Mary and Faithful. No. Because uh, I, you know, and, you know, now that I, you know, now I have a little more of a lens into who she is and her history, you yeah. know, I, I could revisit She's a bit of a that. weirdo. Yeah. But her concert, Blazing Away, um, so good. Uh, really, really good. She covers, like, John, Len- John Lennon's Working Class Hero. It's really good. Um, anyway, yeah. Love her. Love that concert. It was a big thing for me in COVID. COVID obsession. Well, yeah. Um, everyone, yeah. What, a, what a time. When, oh, God, when, yeah. You know. I was just watching Blazing Away every day. I was uh, I was working. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I went back you, to work, too. But you, you, know, you were working, like, like I, I never, yeah. I mean, I was, because I was unemployed the whole year before, and then I got my job back, like, the week before lockdowns. It was so crazy. I, so I, it was, like, me... And it was like the same three like older Dominican women on the train every day. <laughs> yeah. It was just us four and like two or three mentally ill homeless people every day. It was, it was a bad. weird wild time. Yeah, it was a wild time. Yeah, I, I went to back. I went back to work August. So it yeah, was you a went few back months. to work like later. The, yeah, like, yeah, so like, I, like, yeah. I had a few months at home just watching Blazing Away and like walking to Prospect Park just uh, during the apocalypse of. Uh, 2020. It really felt apocalyptic. Oh, it was so apocalyptic. <laughs> it was a wild. The only yeah. thing going on in New York were protests and fireworks. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. glad uh, glad New York is back. Hollywood's back. Macklemore's back. back. Ma- Marion Faithful's, Faithful's back. back. And who and, else is back? Oh, Gene Hackman, 93. 93 is year back. old Gene Hackman has been seen. The recluse Gene Hackman is out and about. It's crazy. New York, the New York Post posted this article like it was breaking news that 93-year-old Gene Hackman, did he call the paparazzi on himself? Yeah. Well, what it, the fuck happened? That's, that's a phenomenon that you, I think, brought to my attention within the last few years, too. These celebrities, will call, they call the paparazzi. Like, they have these, oh, yeah. obviously, and, and when you think about it, obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have relationships with paparazzi, so they'll make a call. So yeah, it's like, did Gene Hackman make this call? And when it was he like, like to me when I saw the, because first of all we need to up to this article. It's like ninety three year old Gene Hackman looks fit as we see, and and he, and so I'm thinking we're gonna get like 
I, I see that headline. It's like loading slowly on my phone. Yeah. And I'm thinking we're getting, I'm like, is Gene Hacking like on a beach, like <laughs> looking like ripped, like weird old man, like ripped body. And then, and then you scroll down and he looks like he's gotten lost bringing out the garbage. Yeah. Like frail. It, frail Gene Hackman. frail. You can't rec- I didn't think it was him. For like days and days, I was like, that's not Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, that's just an old skinny man. That is not Gene Hackman. But then yeah. you look at it and you're like, if you look at the nose, yeah, you're yeah, like, no, okay. That's him. That's that's Gene. And they so they followed ninety three year old frail Gene Hackman to Wendy's uh, and a gas station, a gas station, and then they said he did some light yard work. Yeah. What the fuck is is this like? Did yeah. Gene Hackman call the paparazzi yeah. on him? Did yeah, he... it was yeah, was he like, I'm gonna be at the Wendy's at eleven thirty. Yeah. Come and take my picture. Seriously, like And what then he's the eating fuck? a burger in his car. Like he's just got like like stuffing a burger in his face in his car. And I'm like, should he be eating that at this age? A Wendy's cheese? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Can you digest that when uh, you're ninety three? Also, I guess when you're ninety three and you're Gene Hackman, you're probably just waiting. You know, you're just waiting to go. I don't you know, know. My, my grandma lived to be 95, and I think from the time she was like 80, 80, really like 78, 79 on, she was kind of just like, yeah, something's going to kill me. <laughs> like, that was like kind of her attitude about it. So I guess if you're Gene Hackman, you're like, yeah, I'm going to stuff a Wendy's cheeseburger in my face. And this is it. God damn it. Take me now. Yeah, please stop my heart. Oh my I really God. hope the Baconator ends it. And he totally had like, like, old man like the jeans were just so long and hanging off his body (laughs) and then the old man black sneakers you know which is like at the same time he did look pretty spry you know he's like walking around for 93 he's moving he's driving you know what's going on with tmz like did are the kardashians doing anything like why are you following around a 93 year old man in a Sweater vest getting a Wendy's burger. I think you're right. Either he called it in or his publicity team called it in. Someone was like, is he trying to make a comeback? I don't know what's going on with Gene Hack. I don't know. Is this going to be a trend now? We're going to see like 93-year-old, like, um, I don't even know, uh, Helen Mirren getting getting uh, McDonald's? Like, yeah, who just that fast food restaurant. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like who are the old Clint Eastwood I don't know. Is, is Clean Eastwood dead at this point? No, he's alive. I think he's alive. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, who was the one that Catherine Zeta-Jones pushed out in a wheelchair? <laughs> that one Oscars? Oh, not Michael. Who's, who's, it, um, who's, who's Kirk the dad? Douglas? Who's the deal? Kirk, Kirk Douglas. Douglas. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones titties first. She's is half like, naked. <laughs> yeah, like, pushing out a stroke victim that she's related to. And she's like... Her father-in-law. Yeah. Her yeah. father-in-law. Is that what we're going to see? Like Kirk Douglas, you know, being wheeled by his nurse to get <laughs> fucking uh, a 7-Eleven pizza? Like, yeah. what is going on with this, Hollywood? Yeah. This is this is what we're getting in the yeah. New York Post. It's crazy. And hey, it worked on us. They got clicks from us like, no tomorrow. Oh, immediately. You know? I sent yeah, it to you. I was yeah. like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've looked at it multiple times. Oh my God. It's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the point is we need more of that maybe we need more of the elderly celebrities who you don't see what's it what's that word want, looking like they're they've gotten lost on their way from bringing the garbage out like yeah. it's like literally he looked like he's he put the trash in the street and now he's like well this isn't my house where where am i like oh yeah. there's a wendy's that sounds good <laughs> yeah and then you know, he drives and he's, he must have driven himself he was eating in a driver's seat so no wait is what's it called when you're a centenarian is that when you're 100 years old you're called a centenarian oh uh, that's probably i think that's it is yeah. that is that going to be a thing now like it's because he's not even 100 it's not even like they could be like 100 year old gene yeah just like you know he's got seven more years to go kenny hit 2030 oh my god yeah what is going on? new york 
posted shameless. God, just shoulder us. Yeah. Crazy well, old celebrities. Yeah, they got some clicks. They oh, got yeah. some clicks. They, they do us. know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, speaking of dark, 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 dark. Uh, we both took improv for way too many years, and uh, can't you tell by our quickie, quickie, see? Quick. Suck at improv. Okay. We're, uh, we're quick-witted here. <laughs> yeah, we're quick-witted quick on the entertainment entertainment podcast. Quickie-witted yeah. from our improv classes yeah. that we took. Yeah, we we're both took... Wickedly smart. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Wickedly. She's wickedly, wickedly talented. Smart. Hey, is that? Hey, <laughs> is that at the Oscars? The I so. I think that was yeah, like 2015-ish, something that like that. that the was... last great thing to happen at the Oscars before the Will Smith slap. And before Hugh Grant's yeah. sassing a plus-size model um, yeah. on the red carpet. <laughs> but yeah, we both took improv for way too long. Uh, how many years did you take improv? I, I did it for four years, must have been, yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't even know how long I took it. I, took, yeah. I only did it. You did uh, UCB. I did both UCB and the pit. I only did the pit. You, I, did, I didn't do UCB because when I I thought UCB was annoying from the get go. Like we, we, I went to sign up for their classes, and they had this like you signed up on online, and it had this like banner warning across the fucking screen, and it was like <laughs> warning. It is very difficult to sign up for a UCB class, and then it, like recommended their Twitter, and I was like, Fuck well, yeah, God, this. oh, because you had to get like alerts at that point. Yeah, it was, like, was like look at our Twitter for when we post our classes. I was like, yeah. Fuck that. I will yeah. not. There's three other theaters in Manhattan that aren't like immediately being snobby about their stupid overpriced oh classes. Yeah, but um, I was yeah, because I was I was like really young, so I think. Yeah. I was like a lot of like we're, we're going to get into just like the darkness of improv classes, <laughs> uh, and I think because I, I was like twenty, I was like literally like twenty years old, like I just turned twenty when I was like starting it. So I think I was just so naive and like yeah. this is great that like I didn't even understand. Like like I was like UCB's cool. No, yeah, I, I Twitter alerts, yeah. I I just wanted to do improv because I wanted to figure out how to do stand up and I didn't know how to do it and I didn't know where to find open mics. I think yeah, similar so, with me too. I wanted to do comedy but I didn't know yeah. what to do and it was a classroom setting which I think is easier for if you're just getting into it. You oh, know, yeah. like yeah. I took level zero improv at the pit, which is even level one, and it's basically all you do is the warm up games and clap, and I fucking <laughs> loved it. <laughs> like, I loved it because I was coming out of like. I, I went to school. I was coming out of, like, grad school. I went to, like, grad school for art. Like, what a mistake. But it's fine. Um, and it was such, like, a negative environment where there were so many, like, rules of what you could do and what you couldn't do. And yeah. I took, like, this, like, level zero improv class. And everybody was just, like, anything you do was just, like, clapping. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. But, um. No, not embarrassing. You know, it was, you know, improv was having a moment at this point. This it was, was like, the, the 2010s. Like, early 2010s. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I. I love the improv games. Uh, I, I, I did like the improv games, yeah. definitely. Some more than others. Yeah. Um, I loved, um, what's the one where you stood in the middle of the circle and sang? Hot Spot. Hot Spot was my favorite. Yeah, Hot Spot was, the, that was my favorite too. Hot Spot was yeah. the best one where you had to, you sing a song and someone tags you out and they sing a song and then yeah. they get tagged out and someone else sings a song and it just goes on and on and on. And you can just like make up a song and be absurd. It's, it's yeah, very yeah, fun. I yeah. did love Hot Spot. Um, yeah, Hotspot was great. I didn't uh, like Busted Tea. I really didn't like Busted which Tea. Which one was that? What's on your Busted Tea? What's on your Busted Tea? Oh, say what? Yeah, and then you'd have okay. to say oh, what was on. God. That is the... All right, that's that, that's going to be my first dark improv okay. of just like... Just in general, that era of like white people rapping for comedy. Oh. Like just that is like making me really upset right now. Yeah. So, we, you, we, yeah. so we want to talk about like when... 
so improv you start up improv and this is you're like this is so fun everyone's just like clapping and like being silly and it's like even though there's like weird lawyers and like people who want to learn corporate people who want to learn public speaking in the class and that's kind of weird uh but you're like oh this is fun this is fun it's like it's like you know energizing and it's it's liberating yeah the the amount of lawyers that you get in improv classes is pretty wild yeah, yeah also bodybuilders for some reason you had, you had a bodybuilding couple right? a bodybuilding couple is crazy <laughs> um bodybuilding one of the girls was british it was wild wow um, yeah but yeah and then so the more but i feel like the more you take the classes and the more serious kind of quote-unquote serious people get about improv the darker it gets yeah get star yeah yeah um, yeah what well, yeah and also you know different theaters different vibes like hmm. Pitt had a total different vibe but ucb was like hardcore like actor actress careerist we are here to get on nbc yeah like that's what we are doing yeah uh Pitt was a little more like that was a little more where the freaks came out i feel like in a good way yeah you, the, the like, freaks were there but i feel like the more because i only took classes at the pit and then i feel like the more you took classes at the pit the more the actor people were, were would get serious like the, the mm, level fours and fives it yeah. was a lot of the actor people yeah. and it was a lot of the people who didn't get house teams at ucb yeah who thought there was, was a, a shit yeah and like thought they were too cool for the pit it yeah. was so annoying yeah. They are so, oh my God, they were so annoying. Yeah, I, you um, know, yeah. I you know, I was, you know, I don't even think I ever really auditioned for any team. I was, like, just young, and I wanted to be on a Herald team bad. Yeah. That's a dark memory no, of myself. No, but I think yeah. if, you, if you start and you, like, want to, you start with UCB, like, how could you not want to be on a Herald team? Yeah, because yeah. That, the UCB culture, I think, brainwashes you to think that you want a hoodie and you want a house team. <laughs> you know, you no, want the yeah, UCB hoodie. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I never hung out, and it seems like that's so really, that's all you have to do is you just have to hang out there, and yeah. people know you, and then they put you on a team. That's It's kind of what it seemed like the deal was, mostly. It's like everything else. You kind of got yeah. to flirt to get your, yeah. to get, to yeah. get your way through. You got to network um, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Another, yeah. For me, like, you know, and I didn't think it was dark at the time, too, because I think, again, I was like 2021. 20, I was like, this is great. But, like, closing down, like, the bar after, like, oh. a practice group or something. Yeah. So dark. Yeah. It would just, it was always, like, me and, like, two other dudes. Too drunk. Yeah. Like, too drunk at, like, 1230. Like, not even, <laughs> like, that late, but just, like, and no one's there. Yeah. Just, like, just lonely comedians. Yeah, lonely. not even stand ups, no, not even that darkness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, and I was like I remember like being out with these guys and like I've still never been to a strip strip club, but that was like oh, they were like, Oh, we gotta take you to a strip club, oh. guy we're gonna take you and I was like, Yes and yes and Yeah got a lot of yeah, a lot of bits going on at the yeah. bar. Yeah, so that's a that's a dark those are some dark uh Improv class moment. I feel like, yeah, I feel like once you, because, like, you take the classes and you're kind of, like, you think you're, like, progressing, and then everyone wants to form, like, independent teams, and I feel like... I was on an independent team. Yeah, and I feel like the independent teams, for me, was where all the darkness came out. Yeah, and I guess I'm more you're talking, yeah, like, the, that specific memory is from, like, an independent team I was on, yeah. For me, like, this is where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I was on an independent team, and it, one of the guys, he's really nice, but he was in finance. Yeah. And his apartment was right above the Bank of America on in Union Square. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, where he fucking crazy, lived. Like, yeah. a lot of money. And um, we would do practice sessions at his apartment. Like, literally just do improv 
fucking at his apartment and we would go there instead and of simple studios didn't yeah we wanted to save money on simple yeah. studios but we still had like a coach like we had like a, vo- a volunteer coach like one of those like yeah one of the teachers yeah no would yeah come. or yeah you didn't pay him like 20 dollars an hour so it's yeah. like maybe two there was like a few people who were like actually into comedy and the rest of them are all yeah like the guy was a banker there's some lawyers in the, cl- in the yeah. group you know so it's like people from like all different backgrounds not everybody's a comedian but like you're doing this thing and then you realize like like the guys who, who whose apartment we were in it seemed like his spouse was really not that supportive of improv <laughs> i mean <laughs> you get don't blame her yeah, i mean you know especially right especially if it's going on in the apartment yeah you know what i mean it's like one thing to support you know and you're gonna go see his show at a at the theater yeah but now he's bringing his independent team to practice yeah and the poor the poor girl comes home from work and there's like people just just doing like ta- just doing tagging each other and like shouting <laughs> in their apartment you know yeah i was like oh fuck this is weird she doesn't like us here this is getting really dark and then <laughs> oh my god this is yeah. when i knew i had to quit um so i got to the apartment and they were like the teacher was like okay so for the warm-up today let's just like let's just like massage everybody so like everyone just like take turns we'll lay you, if, you, if you want nothing is hornier than improv oh and nothing is God. hornier than improv it's I'm like, crazy you're my boyfriend I don't even really like you touching me so <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding I do but like you know what I mean I'm like not yeah. into massages not really into people touching me and I was like this is not for me so like people would like lay down like face uh, yeah. down and everybody would just like touch rub their them. back yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you would like get up I didn't do it I was like, no, I'm not doing. Wow, that. yeah, you're and, just like no. Which, if if anything, <laughs> you're if, out. If it, you're, that's that's not they're good. Kick, they're kicking you off the team. It's not a good vibe. You're supposed <laughs> to say yes, and if you say no, it's like, who the fuck do you? Yeah, go, it's like go no. to an open mic and do stand up, you traitor. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't do this. A group massage warm up in someone's apartment in Union Square. No fucking thank you. No way. I was like, I have to quit. I can't yeah, do this anymore. No, yeah. There is a. Yeah, got horny bunch. The improv, the improvisers. I guess yeah. it's just all people who are kind of like going through a transition in their lives. You know? Yeah, so yeah, like, no, very much. Yeah. You know? at, at all different levels of their life. Yeah, it's, yeah. If you're, it's, if you're yeah. taking improv, you're really uh, exploring. You know? Yeah, and yeah, it's you know, and, and I want to say like you know, I liked everyone I did improv with. I, did, I didn't dislike anyone. No, I, you, you know. Or, you know, maybe one or two people. But they were also the people that everyone was like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, the, like we had a guy once who, like, just decided he was, like, on our independent team. But he just... And we didn't even hire a coach. So we were, like, that cheap. They were like, we're not yeah. even going to hire a coach. We're As just gonna, you should. Like, yeah. Stupid to get a coach. Ridiculous. We're just going to go practice and not have a coach. Yeah. But he took it upon himself to become the coach. Whoa. So it was, like, this guy that we we're all just like, oh, Jesus. And then you had to, like, figure out how to, like, not invite him back like it's, it's like well how do we kick Ugh. i don't want to say his name but like how do we kick him off like it's you like can't. you can't you absolutely you can like thankfully like he stopped uh, he stopped on his own yeah which of course the guy who's the coach is the one who quits first like you know, the guy who Classic. makes himself the coach is the one who also just quits Classic. um but yeah other than you know i you know i liked a lot of the people so i don't want to say like the people were dark it was just yeah. the scenarios you find yourself in uh yeah did you ever have like people who overshared at the stretch and share warm-up do you ever have that happen? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had one one girl who, like, there was one person who talked about a pill addiction and a stretch and share. Whoa. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then another person talked about a story where they shit their pants at a stretch and share. And it's wow. like, people, people, this is just, you could literally just say, uh, you know, I got coffee today at Starbucks, which I never did before. Next. Yeah. yeah you don't, I, you don't I used to, to uh, I mean, I would probably be on someone else's darkest as the kid who would, <laughs> I would, I was like, 
the kid who would tell talk about the professional wrestling storylines I was excited about at the time. Oh, that's <laughs> I, was like, cute. I was like, guys, this cool thing happened on one in a raw. So <laughs> like that was what and it usually crushed. Usually crushed. I'm people sure. people usually liked it. But that's where I would go with it. Again, I think I was like too young to even realize I'm sure there were dark things that I can't because I was just like young and like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like, like uh Yeah, you know, I remember one night I was like one night after like a pit class, like the class was out drinking at what Mustang Harry, whatever the one pit bar was, oh, I think it was God. Mustang Harry's, and it was just like the end of the night. I just when it was like me and some girl, and she like had broken up with her boyfriend, and she was like just talking about how she doesn't think she's ever gonna get married, and I was like, Nah, you're you'll you will. And it was like that. It was just like yeah, there's so many of those weird moments where everyone's it was just in like, transition. So everyone is in some kind of transition. Yeah, a lot of searching. A lot of searching at Mustang Sally's. I think yeah, Mustang Sally's. Yeah, yeah, Mustang Sally's and the Triple Crown. Triple Crown was like Triple UCB. Crown. Oh my god, that was the UCB bar. Triple Crown. Yeah, Triple Crown had like. Do they still? Yeah, they had a lot of. Anybody could have a show at Triple Crown. Like literally, yeah. anybody could have a show at Triple Crown. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we we had one my, show there. Yeah, I think I did my first stand up there because uh, because of somebody's improv. Like I did stand up on their improv show. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think I, I remember think when you did this. Like I think first, yeah, one of know. your yeah, and you like kind of like opened for them or something. Think, yeah. yeah, which oh my god, the Triple Crown. There's like no mics. It's in it's in it. I mean, every like basic comedy venue in New York is in a basement, but this is like a basement. Like there's literally you're it's like black. It's just like a dark room. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark. It's a long room, so there's it's just like yeah, the setup is not conducive for a show at all. Not yeah. really a stage. It's 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 pretty, and, and the upstairs is. It's such a busy bar. That is such a because it's near. Yeah, it's near. It's right near um, Penn Station. Yeah, it's so like it's right near Penn Station, Madison Square Garden. Packed. It's always packed with tourists. You would think people, some some of those folks, would want to wander down to the comedy show. They no, don't. they never, do not. Never. Rightly so. Never understandable. Yeah, I know, so. completely understandable. Yeah. there's no reason to go down there. No, absolutely not. It's um, like you really some creepy stuff has probably gone on down there without anyone knowing. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'm sure. Some weird. Yeah. Has there been some sodomy? I don't know what has gone sodomy. on. Sodomy. <laughs> yeah, something's gone on down Your there. Your improv skills. There they are. There they are. It's coming out. <laughs> yeah, sodomy bit. Sodomy. I'm the guy who makes the sodomy bit on the first sodomy. improv class. Yeah, like, that's amazing. Yeah, people, people <laughs> who just go too sexual in scenes. Yeah, no, there's no, you know, that's. I mean, that part again with the horniness. Yeah, you know, some people yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like the last dark memory I've had from Instagram. From I just said Instagram. My brain is fried. Um, from improv class, as like I'm not gonna say who it was, but there was a comedy legend's son in yeah, one of well, my improv classes. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm not gonna say who it is, but he had he was a comedy legend's son, and he refused to. The basic rule of, of, of improv is yes and. So you kind of just like you're supportive. It's all about kind of like you're supposed to build a scene together yeah. where your partner says something and you accept that and build on yeah. it. And, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not to say your own joke or it's not to make a quip about <laughs> like if the person is like basically like Hey, Kevin. Oh, I'm so glad you bought me this shirt. You don't say, yeah, because you're a fat bitch or something like that. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't like. Or you even just do like a, that's not a shirt. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so this comedy legend's son, his whole thing was he refused to do the building and he would only do quips and like wow. kill every scene wow, yeah. and it made the class like so stressful because oh yeah you got stuck in a scene with this kid oh and the teacher was so over it and mad and like <laughs> i think the, oh, it, was, it was really the teacher's anger at this kid yeah, just wow. like it just he yeah it was 
I mean, looking back on it, it was kind of funny that he just like fucked with this class. But you know, it's 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 funny <laughs> if you're watching it from like an outside yeah. setting. Like it's like literally a bit they did on The Office where oh, where yeah. Michael Scott just like fucks every scene up. He does, and it's like hilarious it's to watch. Really funny. Yeah. But if you're in the environment, you're just like, oh my god, this kid. And there's Stop. just yeah. this like vo- this teacher who's getting paid like nothing to teach this class after no, their full time yeah. job, and they just want to like kill this yeah, yeah. privileged comedy legends kid. It's just it's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. Crazy. It's a lot to take. Um, but yeah, can't believe we did that. Crazy times. Yeah, um, a lot of people. You know, more people than you expect have done improv. So many. Yeah. Yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's another episode of Entertainment Entertainment and Entertaining Conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. And I'm Justin Angermeyer. We're going to get out here uh, on, because I feel like we were doing improv, well, at least I was doing improv, like, right before I met you, so probably, like, 20... Yeah, I mean, we were doing it pretty much around the same really time. Like, I, I started doing it in, like, 2010 and stopped in, like, 2013. So, yeah, it was, like, early 2010s. Yeah, I think I, yeah, 20... I, I didn't do it as long as you. I think, yeah, 2010s. But I feel like, basically, every time I went to see improv, because that's another thing, if you're doing improv, they're like, guys, gotta go out, see some improv. Like, yeah, they basically yeah. pressure you to go out and watch these shows yeah. that are... Um, even though, like, all the theaters basically closed during COVID. Like, yeah, so it's basically, like, the pit was, like, the survivor. I Did the pit... Is the pit still open? No, the pit, the main... The, the pit main one closed, closed. But, they, but they still have a... They, oh, right, they, the they, They're, like, small theater is still open. But the UCB, the Magnet, all these... The, there was, like, a lot, so many improv theaters. They all closed. But you would be pressured to go see these shows. And I swear to God, every fucking improv team at the time came up to this song uh, during that time. Every team... Started, yeah, and then they would clap and like try to get the crowd going. All right, here we go. Yeah, everyone in the crowd's clapping yeah. along to it, and then they're all like dancing with each other. <laughs> Improv is insane. It's insane. Improv is a crazy thing. Yeah, this is a great song. I don't care. It's a good Katy Perry. Katy Perry, think- uh, queen of hits. Katy Perry. Just off this album, I think. Yeah, she's got a ton. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anything else after this was as I don't think Teenage Daydream that was the album right is did she do um what's the song she did with Kanye E.T. oh yeah E.T. was okay I think so I think she had two albums that were good it was it was Teenage Daydream and the one that came after I forget what it was called um so it had like Dark Horse either, on yeah. it and then after that I mean she's just well yeah she's an American Idol host that's yeah that's what she's yeah, making but a lot of money good for you Katy Perry no married, she has not had a married fire to Orlando Bloom yeah there you go. Everyone get out there. Take an improv class. Yeah. Do it. Explore. Yeah, yeah. Meet yes, people. And. You know, if you're looking for love, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably get touched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone will put some hands on you. It's as a warm-up. A group massage. Yeah, terrifying. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think, I've, I, think I was me too like, two or three times. <laughs> I literally think I got me too like, two or three times in my improv Positive. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks to our two listeners. <laughs> <laughs>